ho 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 merry christmas rat family uh we're gonna be talking uh we got a lot of catching up to do we're gonna be talking about our trip to pax uh into the spider-verse elseworlds crossover and a lot more so let's get into it of the jingle bells there Thank for our you. christmas episode <laughs> yeah so we're by the time you're listening to this it is either christmas or almost christmas yes uh t- it is the 22nd so we're on christmas eve eve and uh christmas eve 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 because christmas is eve right? is, is yeah right? yeah because okay. christmas eve's the 24th christmas right. eve eve is the 23rd so we're on christmas eve 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 which is the 22nd uh, okay all right get it Okay, I'm yeah. I'm with you. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm I'm not good at math. So. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> That's so why you're. We had me. A, oh, we had a question from Facebook. Oh yes, we did from one, from of, one our of our listeners. listeners. I think it was from that. Megan. Pull up the Facebook. Okay, she was asking us while he's looking for it about to talk about some Christmas things to maybe avoid with your raddies or yeah, let me, let ways me to celebrate with your raddies. Yeah, I'm just she, talking while was you're it finding a note it. That she sent us. Um, I think it was like a post or something. Uh, let's see. But one thing I'll start while he's looking for it was she was talking about like, is it safe to let your rats climb inside a live Christmas tree? And the answer to that is no, because pine is very toxic for rats. Like you never want to buy a pine litter for them. You have to be really careful that the toys you buy for rats are not made from pine wood. A lot of them are. And so you have to be careful with, with that. And you want to avoid the snack shacks, which have pine. Yeah, we've used snack shacks in the past, and somebody pointed out. Uh, yeah, we didn't know, that but they, they were have made pine, of pine, which and, is toxic. And I think one of the problems with those two is that they have, they infuse them with honey. So most rats won't eat it, but it's still like it's it's like enticing them some to eat it. some will yeah, yeah some will just eat it instead so, of chewing it so anyway the so thing is no don't use a live christmas yeah. tree with your rats because if you're going to let the rats crawl on it because yeah. if they eat it which they probably will it could kill them so don't yeah. do that. also not to mention if you have christmas lights on there they could chew through that and electrocute themselves exactly so don't so, let your rats so let me, around christmas let me read lights. megan's comment yeah go ahead know that she said i'd like to make requests if I may, for topics for the upcoming podcast, the discussion about rats in the winter holiday season would be wonderful. Uh, what to watch for as weather changes. Yeah, that, that's a good. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that. to that. What they can play in versus what is unsafe when it comes to gift wrapping, packing peanuts to are those unsafe. Whether presence of a live Christmas tree in the house is a good idea for your listeners to celebrate Christmas and if rats can play near the tree when roaming free or if they can hurt themselves, become ill if they nibble on the leaves, branches. Best way to keep them warm if you live up north. Best treats to put in their stockings, etc. Uh, oh, the best treat is a bonding pouch made by me <laughs> and you can order it from my Etsy site <laughs> and put yeah. that in there for them. Yeah, our tree synthetic is also right next to the cage in our living room and I'm afraid to put the lights on in fear of multiple points of light will hurt their eyes. I'd love to know what you guys think um and your reaction to aquaman which we haven't seen yet we will be getting to see that yeah uh so why don't we kind of go through it one by one and we'll just kind of talk about some of the stuff what's the first thing she asked about so i think the first uh discussion about rats winter holiday season 
Okay, so yeah, as far as the tree playing near and around the tree, I would not let them on your tree. Um, mo- uh, there, I looked into this a little bit, um, but there are a number different variety of Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are pine, which is toxic to rats. Yeah, pine is and the most common. Not to mention the 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 lights and other stuff. I would just avoid letting them. Yeah. So even if on it's the tree or near exactly, because even if it's an artificial tree, Matt There's had an excellent point. You don't want them to chew through the lights. Exactly. And also, you don't know what kind of ornaments. Two, you might have stuff in the ornaments that's not good for them to chew on. So yeah. I would say just keep them away from the I, tree. I think packing peanuts are fine if you just want to let them play in it. I wouldn't put See, it in their cage with them. I'd be leery of packing packing peanuts because I think some of our rats would probably chew on it. And if they chew yeah, on it, that's they, really bad for them. I, I don't think it's necessarily bad. Uh, they were probably Most rats know not to eat stuff that they're like that that's like not edible. But still, well, I wouldn't necessarily want to tell listeners to be yeah, like. I'm not, I, I wouldn't say yes. It's absolutely safe. I'd say it's probably okay. I but don't I, know. See, yeah. I would say probably not. So I guess yeah. use your judgment, yeah, listeners. You, use your best judgment. <laughs> um, as far as the lights hurting their eyes, um, I don't think that would be too much of an issue. Usually, what we like to do, especially in the winter too, you want to have uh, the back. We usually cover the back cage, uh, the back of their cage, with like a blanket or something that they can chew up. And that that kind of keeps them covered. And that you always want to make sure they have places where they can go hide that are dark, like hidey holes or now see, boxes and stuff like that. Right. Now, see, when they were talking about the lights, I actually have seen some Christmas lights these days that are brighter than like the old school ones used to oh, be. Oh, yeah. They could be LED lights or something like that. So I would actually say you might want to be cautious how close you put the lights to your rat cage. Like if you feel like it's too bright, probably it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... Especially, too, if you're going to have the rest of the, the of the lights turned down in the room and you're just going to have this really bright light shining in their eyes, you know, so you may not want to use super bright lights close to your rats. Yeah. I, I mean, I, we've never really had our cage next to our... Next to our no, we tree. don't. And we have... My, my lights are probably like 15 years old. So uh, they're, they're the older, dimmer kind, but yeah. they're not... Yeah. So I don't know. I actually think that's a good point to, to watch out for. When you're decorating, yeah, I think mostly just you need need to keep them away from the tree, mostly for because you don't want them chewing on the lights. No, but she, I think she was just talking about like if the lights are too close to the cage, and I think that is something to think about. So yeah, I guess if it's kind of crazy, it could be just like if it's too bright for them. Yeah, use your best judgment, I would say. Yeah. You know, and you and pay attention to how your rats too. You can you Mm -hmm. notice if the if it's bothering. Well, and like I know some people on Instagram, or a lot of people. Um, use the flash when they're taking pictures of their rats. Please don't do that. That is really not good for their eyes. Yeah. It hurts them. It's too bright, and it's it's just too bright for their eyes. And you shouldn't. And it do makes that. your eyes look. You get they get red eye and stuff too. Yeah, and it just it's painful for them. So you shouldn't do that for your rats. So because of like the flash on the camera being too bright, that's why I think it's kind of good to just be cautiously aware of how bright the lights are. Yeah. 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 So. Let's see, other stuff for stockings. What do we get them for stockings? Like whatever treats they like, I usually try and get them like little chew things because uh, yeah, rats are always going through wooden chew I know. stuff. They have made recently at the store. I see sometimes apple sticks. So I will get 
sticks yeah, from an apple really, tree. They love those. They apple really sticks. do love them, and they chew them. Yeah. And and apple sticks are okay for them. They're not yeah. toxic. Who was so. it? I think it was. Uh, I think it was Lando. Who uh-huh, just yeah, tore through those. Yes, like he, he did. He got them, and he just like yeah. he just shredded them to bits. He, yeah, he, just, he really oh, he was industrious. He, yeah, and um, they also usually have willow sticks at the store too, and those yeah, are also those safe. Are good. So willow sticks you can find like little structures woven out of the willow sticks sometimes too and those are safe mm-hmm. for them sometimes we'll give them pumpkins too oh you yeah like, like get those little pumpkins the little mini ones and we'll cut like, the top off and they, they like to, like to like go and in yeah. and chew it up and that's safe for them to eat yeah, and to eat the pumpkin seeds good and fall, stuff fall mm-hmm. treats for them yeah because sometimes around christmas you can still find pumpkins and stuff because people are baking so yeah it's yeah. like a fall food so yeah yeah and you know, let's see. We kind of avoid yogis, not not for any real particular reason, but they can't eat too many yogis because they'll get sick. Yeah, and they're, they're kind of expensive anyway. It's like sugar too. Yeah, it's like I would rather give them. Um, we give them the pistachios in the shell and make sure you get unsalted. But yeah. we get the raw unsalted pistachios in the shell, and they're really good at breaking them open and um, getting the pistachios out. So it's like enrichment and a snack. Uh, every time I, we talk about yogis too, I think of this story. When I was before a long time ago, before I did the Nerdy Rat, I was mm-hmm. doing uh, production on this guy's web show that I don't even remember the name of, but like uh-huh. he only did like two episodes or something. And they were doing like a, they were doing like a podcast style kind of show, and they were sitting there talking. Uh-huh. And the lady who lived there had a, uh, what's it called, a chinchilla. Okay. And they were talking and then they started eating these snacks that were on the table oh. and they were like, oh, these are really good. And and then <laughs> after like them eating them for like two or three minutes making jokes about it, that somebody realized that they were chinchilla yogis. Oh my God, that's Yogi funny. treats. That's and they were really like, ew, funny. yuck, yuck. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah. it's <laughs> not going to kill you. Right. Obviously, you were just eating it happily going, right. commenting on how tasty it was. So That's ridiculous. <laughs> Every time I talk about yogis, I think of that. Though. Yeah. Just like, yeah, but... Yeah, generally, like, stuff for them to chew on is always a good bet. Mm -hmm. But do be careful, like I said, of the pine toys, because I have found that a lot of those, like, really cutesy toys that they sell in the pet store that are, like, specifically designed for small animals to chew on. Yeah. When you look at the ingredients, they're pine wood, and that is toxic. So, yeah, I stay away from those. So, safe woods are, like, apple, arbutus ash, bamboo cane, blackberry, black currant coconut shell cottonwood crab apple dogwood grapevine i'm looking at a list oh, okay yeah hawthorn hazelnut kiwi yeah i mean the ones you're most likely to pear, find in the popular. store are like apple willow things yeah. like that but just Tox- stay away from pine yeah toxic is like beech birch black lotus yeah cedar cherry like so it's really you and that's the thing with christmas trees too Christmases are all different types. So like But they're usually a type of pine though. Even if they're a different are. type, they're usually a pine tree. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a Christmas tree that wasn't some type of pine. I mean, there's like balsam fir and there's blue spruce, but like those are all pretty much pine trees. Yeah. There's a uh, yeah, balsam fir. Yeah, but that's a that's a type of pine. That's uh, a yeah, fir, Canadian fir, Douglas fir. Yeah, it's fir, like Nova it's fir. like just different different types White of pine. White pine, Scotch pine, yeah. Virginia pine, Bruce. Yeah, so pretty much all of them are gonna be a no. Yeah, definitely. So, and as far as like keeping them warm, you really do want to monitor the temperatures in the room. Um, just be careful yes. if you ever use like a space heater. Don't put it too close to the cage. Um. 
you don't want to overheat the bars on your cage or yeah. your rats. I usually and keep also it like sure... three or four feet away with like a fan pointed at them. If yeah. It's like a really cold night. Yeah. And, and the thing is, too, though, with space heaters, don't leave them on when you leave the room or leave the house mm-hmm. or overnight because they're fire hazard. And yep. so you really do have to be careful with the space heaters. Yeah, but, you know, if you're in the room with the rats, that could be a good option while you're there. Yeah. And and one thing um, our vet told us, actually, because we noticed a number of our rats started having more respiratory issues when it got colder. Mm-hmm. And she said that it's real common around this time of year for a lot of rats to start having those. Mm-hmm. Like the sneezing. Like as the weather changes. And, yeah. yeah. The congestion. So you want to keep an eye on your rats. If you hear them making squeaking noises, mm-hmm. you may want to put them on antibiotics for a little but bit check with your vet first yeah check, check with, with your, your vet, vet for dosage and yeah. recommendations too yeah so that's the kind of things you want to look out for yeah this time of year this time of year is with rats mm-hmm. but uh yeah but thanks yeah, for thanks so much for your Megan. question i'm glad thanks for you keeping listening to yeah, us thanks for listening we we don't get a lot of feedback but it's great when we do yes you know and it I appreciate it's nice to know that people are out there are listening yes and involved so. to our semi-sporadic <laughs> podcasts yes. yeah our yeah. intermittently yes updated podcast so that's right uh so let's we, get into some ratty updates yeah then. we lost our peter yes he, we had to put him down he help him sick. cross he, his brother five we still have he's the one that had uh, breathing issues and he's been on theophylline and uh prednisone, prednisone mm-hmm. for months now right and he he's doing CRD. well and peter started to have similar issues but he, he went downhill very quickly and did not respond to Mm-mm. theophylline when we put him on it so yeah and it was funny because like the theophylline i think it did help his breathing a little bit but he just kept losing weight and he, he just, just he no was ready energy. to go. Yeah, yeah he, he, could, he was ready. Yeah, so. It was hard. I, oh, I miss him. He was so sweet. Even, like, his last day here with us, like, he was bruxing, and he was just still so happy. Mm-hmm. But I feel really glad, at least, that we made the decision to help him yeah. cross over because before he started suffering. Because he was still happy, you know, when he was with us, and. That and made me feel good that we we let him go before he was suffering and yeah. hated. And hated the thing life. is, with that kind of degenerative breathing disease, is it they do start to suffer relatively quickly, and it gets very bad for them too. I've had rats if the meds aren't working. I've yeah. had rats die from that. They they lose weight so much so quickly, mm-hmm. and they just can't keep weight on, and they have no energy and. Mm-hmm. There, it's it's just really really bad. So yeah, and we so helped him cross over. Yeah, <laughs> with our vet, obviously. But um, yeah, I miss him. He yeah. was such a good boy. He was a good boy. He was so sweet. But we're so. Yes. Did we even have Minty and Elsa? When I don't we think last? we did. When for the last podcast, we've so, only had them a few weeks. Yeah. So we we had a pair of foster boys, Minty and Elsa, and their family had to give them up. I think because of allergies. I think, right. I yeah. think so. Yeah. And Minty is a little. little they're they're actually both boys. They're both but they're, boys. <laughs> they're, Min- they're our gender fluid raddies. Min- Minty <laughs> and <is> Elsa. <laughs> Minty is very small. I thought Minty was younger, but he hasn't really grown a whole lot. So he might just be a really tiny rat. But, uh, yeah, we can't tell. They thought they were both about a year old, but Minty does look like he's and not both quite a year. They're eared, and yeah. Minty has got the curly fur and curly mm-hmm. whiskers. And Elsa and is a little bit lighter colored, a little bit more like the Snow Queen, you know. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and they were so like I said, like a couple of days after we got them, it's like I think maybe we should adopt them. But we and still had you, Peter at that point, yeah, and we, I was hesitant. 
Yeah, you weren't so sure, and you were like, Well, okay. because, oh, here's the thing. So we skipped over saying this. We had gone on vacation to Philadelphia. We went to PAX Unplugged, which, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But we took some of the rats with us. We took Lando and Winnie from the Silly Spicy Squad because Winnie was having oh, some yeah. health issues, and she was on meds. So we took her and Lando with us. Well, when we came back and we tried to reintegrate Lando and Winnie into the spicy pack, which was Han, who's a sweetie pie, and Basil and Chip, who are a little spicy boys, um, Basil and Chip started bullying Lando at really bad. And one of they them were, even bit him on the nose. I think were, it was Chip who bit him. Fights. They were getting like bad seri- fights. serious fights where they were hurting Lando. So we, so, had, to, yeah. we had to take Chip and Basil. Basil and put them in their own cage. Yeah. Um, and we're we're gonna have to restart all the uh, introductions with mm-hmm. that group. And I mean, we've been doing it. Like I've been having them snuggle me a lot together on the couch. But what we have to do, I want to test them out in the wall a little bit just to make sure they can interact on their own without mommy right there, you know. And then we'll have to clean the cage and try them in the same cage again. Yeah, we've just been taking it. We, we've been we've been kind of slow with we, it. Just we got we've sick tired. for like a whole week. And oh yeah, we both have had a lot of sickness. Yeah, and December is a month for us to get sick. Yeah, too. apparently. Like I, I remember I was, came across a little Twitter post from last year where I basically said that at this point I've been sick all December. Yeah. Because that's uh, yeah, it's just me in December, I guess. Yeah. So, and we haven't even been back all that long because we were gone the whole week after Thanksgiving. And yeah. though now I guess three weeks have gone by, but you know. Yeah. So anyway, so we lost that was why I was hesitant though yeah. about Minty and Elsa, and just because I was like, well, what if we can't integrate them? Then we're gonna have four cages of rats. What are we gonna do? And then we lost Peter, yeah. and we were like, yep, let's adopt them. So. Yeah, you really wanted to. And I wanted to. I know. They were, they well, were I awesome. didn't. So it wasn't that I didn't want them. It was just I was worried if they wouldn't fit in with the packs. Yeah, and, and I kind of know we're getting to that point too, where we're gonna lose some of our older I know, rats. You I know. know. So our goal is to put them with the the big pack um, because I really think the Silly Spicy Squad just needs to be the five of them reintegrated. I don't think they can handle any more chaos of integration at this point. Yeah, they're all pretty spicy. So. <laughs> yeah, they, I think I think five is just right for that cage. I don't think two more would would fit in well. So yeah, and we're gonna be doing some uh, some house sitting for some. Uh, yeah, some for some other fosters from Small going Angels. On vacation for another foster yeah, their foster going parents vacation, are going on vacation. So, so we'll, we'll be getting them tomorrow, and we'll have them for about a week. So, yep. yeah, we'll have a lot of cages yeah, of so We've got a lot of intros to do. We've got, uh, we've got fosters to yeah. take care of. So we'll have lots of good ratty stories yeah, in the next Yeah, everybody's doing episode. good. If you guys ever have questions uh, related to rats, feel free to yeah. send us a message on Facebook or email us, thenerdyrat at gmail.com. Yep. And actually, let me pull that up. Make sure we don't actually have anything, <laughs> because I don't always check. I know we're kind of we're kind of bad about checking and doing our um, social media sometimes. I do want to start trying and be more regular with oh like yeah podcasts, yeah that would be a good goal. It'll be our 2019 goal. But uh, so you're speaking of uh, speaking of things speaking in our of, email yes yeah, that I sent to us. <laughs> our email from myself to yeah. ourselves. So, so you're doing gaming pouches now that we're selling at Dice City. Oh yeah! You Shout out to Dice City in Silver Spring. Um, yeah. So I started making velvet gaming pouches for Matt. He needed something to hold his dice. Oh, I just wanted for one, magic, and I was like, "Can you make me a dice pouch?" And you're like, and you just whip up this <laughs> fabulous <laughs> dice know. bag with like this drawstring. I know. And 
Oh, it was just velvet. Like, it was velvet, was like, and then it was lined. It's fully lined. For those of you who are fabric people, you know what that means. It has like a different inside fabric, and then it has a fabric drawstring. It's not just like a shoestring drawstring. So, it, oh, and it's flat bottomed, which is pretty cool. Which means that it's a little bit more stable, so it doesn't necessarily yeah. go spilling all over the table. Yeah, and I showed it to to Jesse and Jimmy at Dice City. I said, "Would you guys be interested?" And selling these at your store, and he goes, "Oh, do you have an in with the manufacturer?" And I was like, <laughs> it's like, as a in matter more of fact, ways than one. <laughs> as a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> yes, I'm married to the manufacturer. <laughs> That's right. You would That's say. That's right. So yeah, so I started. I actually just have dropped off six of the red ones, and I have some black ones I'm working on, and then I'm going to do some pirate themed ones mm -hmm. that are also going to be red velvet and actually i'm going to put some up on our etsy shop too i just had a slew of uh yeah, bonding pouch orders which was great sold out the of bonding pouches just right about now, just about i have a couple doctor who ones left but i'm working on some new ones to put up in the shop so i'll have new ones listed soon like this week yeah um so but yeah Christmas the holidays rush. yeah which is great and i think finally and see i don't even know how i solved this problem it was maybe just dumb luck but my listing had been buried like in the fifth page of Etsy listings for a really long time and yeah, I kept tweaking I it I tried relisting it I tried changing things nothing worked and then one day I changed something and it was back on the first page and that's, since then I've had sales again that's something I, I see a lot of like YouTubers and stuff complain about like mm -hmm. uh, because I, I feel like a lot of these sites you're kind of at the whim you of are. the algorithms that, you that are. sort all the and content you know, on those sites exactly so it's like if, if it, exactly. the algorithm happens to like your post for right. whatever for reason, whatever reason, it just like shoots it up there, and exactly. then you get hundreds and hundreds of hits or thousands of mil whatever it is, right, right. Know. And yeah, you went months without getting a single and order. You for know, anything. a lot of people in an Etsy Facebook group were complaining that Etsy had changed the SEO or something, and and a lot of people were having a really big slump and having mm -hmm. trouble getting l their listings, you know, on the front. So. For whatever reason, I'm glad it's back. Um, it's more motivating, certainly. And thanks for all the sales. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah so that's cool. So I'm kind of going a little bit more forward on the crafting. Yeah, if you ever do buy a pouch from us, send us a send us a picture. Yes, if you're picture. rats with the pouch, we can we can put it on our site. That'd Absolutely. So uh, we got some local animal news. We do. Thing. On the last podcast about a month ago, we talked about that they have a new naked mole rat colony at the National Zoo in Washington, D.C., and they had not yet chosen their queen. Mm. So the rats are kind of like bees in that there's one queen and the queen is the only one who breeds and everybody else serves the queen, basically. Mm -hmm. um, so they hadn't chosen their queen, but now they finally have one of the rats gave birth which means Aww. that she's the queen nobody else is going to be able to give birth something with the f hormones or pheromones suppresses everybody yeah. else's whatever so so yes they have their queen they have like three little babies and what's Aww. really exciting is that when we were in philadelphia for pax we went to the philly zoo and they had naked mole rats mm -hmm. and we saw them in person and oh my God, they are so cute. They're like little baby ratties, yeah. naked ba baby ratties. It's but funny. like, I didn't realize how small the adult ones were. Like they're oh yeah. smaller. They're I thought tiny. they were like our rat sized, but it's they're like baby rat sized. It's funny because their little babies are like little pinkies, but they look just yeah. like the adults because the adults don't have any hair either. I know. 
but they're really really cute like if you own any naked rats it's just like a naked baby rat and they're just like so tiny and adorable running around like when i mm. saw them on the mole cam which they have a, a mole cam so you can watch them live 24 7 at the national zoo but um when i saw them on the cam i just still thought they were big because i didn't have any sense of size perspective you know yeah so i thought they were like these giant normal ratties <laughs> but they're so <laughs> tiny and cute babies. they're so cute so anyway check out naked mole rats they're very awesome yeah and w- the the philly zoo was really cool we got mm-hmm. to see pretty much everything yeah there. we did like the whole zoo it was it was pretty cold but uh mm-hmm. But, you know, some of the animals really like the cold, like the big cats really like the oh, cold. Yeah. So the tigers were out and the lions were out. Yeah. And they had a lot of animal houses, too. So we saw a lot of stuff. Yeah, indoors. the cats were pretty active. Actually, yeah, they actually we were, were happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, you want to just uh, talk about PAX for a little bit while we move on to our nerdy section? Sure. Yeah. So, so we went to PAX Unplugged, and this is only the second year that they have done the Unplugged PAX. So it's all tabletop games, magic. Anything that's not video game, yeah, is and, basically and this there. Is my first time going to a PAX, which is kind of strange Mine as well. because I've, it's more strange. For I've that. followed Penny Arcade <laughs> since like they're like the early year, like two thousand three, two thousand two. So that probably. is a long time, yeah. And so, I didn't really know anything about PAX at all. Yeah, you didn't Matt even said, know. Hey, you want to go? And I'm like, what's PAX? <laughs> yeah, you didn't even know that PAX was like a, a web comic. I think a lot of people. No, don't know I that, had so. I didn't know what it was at all. Yeah, because it's a Penny Arcade Expo, and Penny Arcade is a comic oh, book strip okay. or the web comic that they've been doing for the okay. past twenty years or something crazy. Yeah. Like that. Now then, how did they get in from doing the comic though to it being a gaming convention? Uh, you know, I I ha- over the years I haven't followed them as closely, and uh-huh. I'm not exactly sure what packs. I, I think they just wanted to do a gaming convention. I remember the first thing that they kind of branched out and did was the Child's mm-hmm. Play charity. So I believe it may have been related to that a little bit. Okay. Because um, I remember when they, when they first started doing that, and that was a big deal. But, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, they started out, they had just like PAX, the regular PAX, and then they, s- they started doing PAX East and PAX Australia. And uh-huh. You know, PAX, and now it's, there's like PAX Prime, and this is PAX Unplugged. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, it was it was my first time going to any packs and my first time going to like any kind of like gaming yeah. convention that's like tabletop focused and Magic yeah. the Gathering. Uh what what were your impressions of it? What did you, what did you think? I liked some of it. I liked that they had like a learn and play room where they had um structured gaming where somebody taught the whole room how to play the game kind of step by step. However, they didn't have enough of those sessions. And some of the really popular learn and play sessions, people like lined up for them like two hours in advance. And that was really frustrating. Like, who wants that? Not me. I just want to be able to like show up without standing in line at a con for two hours, you know? And I felt like there was a real lack of um, non-magic gaming there, there was just, like, a, a lack of stuff to do. Like, they had a lot of tournaments for board games and stuff like that. But but at a convention with hundreds, if not thousands of people attending, the tournaments were limited to, like, eight players, yeah, 12 players. And, again, you had to queue up early in the morning, hours ahead, rush to line up and sign up for that tournament. And then aside from the tournaments, there wasn't a whole lot going on to do. 
So yeah. I just felt like there wasn't enough stuff, especially for like you were playing magic most of the time. So like as someone who's not there with a group of friends, who's not there like knowing how to play a lot of the games, it just felt like there wasn't very much yeah, going I, on. Y- you know, I saw on the PAX Facebook page, somebody made a somewhat similar complaint about if you were there by yourself mm-hmm. or you didn't like have a set like thing you were going there to do already and you already had a group of people you were meeting up with it was a little hard to yeah find find a group and learn a game and start doing stuff and yeah i I think they could have done a little bit better with having more structured stuff i think like well i think a lot better they could have done a lot better like I know it's, it's like as far as the magic stuff, I think that seems good. Well, I I think the well the magic stuff was all run by a company, yeah, and it was very um, organized and they and had a very stuff. experienced event yeah, coordinating they, company, right? Like yeah, they've the, done it millions of times. It's not before, the same I'm company sure. that did it the first year for PAX. But okay, they basically did it from what I understand the same way that they did it the previous PAX Unplugged. Uh huh. Um, they had a lot of structured events. They had you could sign up for a uh, Planeswalker deck league where they give you a plane. You pay fifteen bucks for Planeswalker deck, and they give mm-hmm. you an armband you can wear. And if you see somebody else with the same armband, you go, "Hey, you want to play a league game?" Mm-hmm. Then you go up and you tell them, and they if you get a win or whatever, they let you take. They give you cards out of a, randomly out of a box, and that's cool. That was pretty cool. They had drafts going on all weekend on demand. So as soon as they had eight people sign up, they would fire off a draft. Yeah. Um, then they had structured events going on. They they had. Uh, Were you doing like standard sta- tournaments? So I did standard the two. I entered the two standard tournaments because that's mm-hmm. my preferred format. Yeah. Um, and then they also had like modern. I think they had legacy and the. It seemed like they had a lot. Too. So like, if you were there to play Magic, like there was a ton going on. And even if you were there by yourself, there was a ton you could. Yeah, do. Yeah, you could just sign up for all the events and you'd exactly get, you'd get matched. And then every morning they had the. Uh, the mini ma- I think it was called mini, mini masters. masters. They basically yeah. just give you a pack of cards, and you make a deck out of that, and you play. And if you win, and it's free to do that, so you oh, ba- okay. it's basically like you get a free pack of cards. Yeah, and nothing else. That's cool. Um, so that was very cool. Um, but yeah, I think like I was walking around the show floor a couple of times, mm-hmm. like just on my own, mm-hmm. w- like looking at what people had and stuff, mm-hmm. and like looking to see if any games were interesting. And I mm-hmm. yeah, every time I would see a game that looked kind of interesting, it was like somebody's already demoing it and there's like two or three people waiting to demo it exactly there was and they had a big open play area but it was kind of like they they had signs where you could put at your table like looking for group where you could like look for more people to join your game and stuff but it is a little intimidating to like try and go around just go up to a stranger and it's like you wouldn't see those signs very often but and for me i didn't even necessarily find the free play room intimidating as much as i found it overwhelming like it's not the kind of place where i want to hang out it was like a giant cafeteria from hell it was like an endless rows of cafeteria tables in a giant exhibit hall completely packed with people completely packed with people playing and like if i'm gonna pay to go to a con i would rather get to play games in a smaller room with less noise and less stimulation and fewer people like that's just not my scene and and so yeah i even if i had a group of people i was there with i wouldn't want to hang out in that room and play yeah it yeah it was a little intimidating so what what do you think they should do in the future 
well, to improve. What I think is that they need to have a lot more session offerings. And like, for instance, I think they need to have three learn and play rooms going at the same time. And they need one that's like tabletop games. They need one that's like heavy board games with like a lot of instruction because those were the very popular ones where everybody lined mm -hmm. up. They yeah. need like maybe one real light games or social games or something like that. Um, and then that way too, if a session gets full, if they repeat it on a Saturday or on a Sunday, people who get placed out of the first session have two more chances to come and get it. You know, you don't feel like you have to wait so long. Yeah. Um, and I felt like too, they ought to have structured gaming that wasn't tournament based. So like, for example, have have a couple rooms that's like, okay, Sushi Go starting at 10 a.m. And people can just go there at 10 a.m. for Sushi Go. You sit down at the table. You know, you have people there who want to play the game. It's easy to meet people. But it's not a tournament where you have to play it for like three or four hours in a row. Yeah. You know, and it's not a tournament where you have to sign up in advance to play it. That, that's one thing I've kind of noticed. Like Magic, it's kinda like over the years, seems to have taken this turn of like everything you do in Magic is like super competitive. Like anything you sign up for to do Magic, it's always like, you know, you, you got to win you know yeah and like i don't mind necessarily having tournaments but i what i minded was not having other options and what i minded was that the tournaments were impossible to get into because they had so such few, a low player yeah such a low wild. player quota yeah. <laughs> like like eight people are you serious that yeah. just didn't make sense but overall so, yeah, i had a I lot of fun gaming. i had fun at the learn and play sessions that i went to i had a lot of fun yeah. so i would like to do more stuff like that in the future yeah, and th that game you got... Uh, oh, I got some cool games, yeah. Get Off My Land. Get Off My Land. That, that <laughs> game was a really, really fun cool. Game. It's mm -hmm. like a... It's kind of like, like a, a farming, farming game. Yeah, it's like a farming simulator, and you can play up to four players, and you can, like, fight over land and stuff. And yeah, you have to, like... it's So in some ways, it might be like a tile game like Catan or something like that, where you have to own different tiles of land, and, you know, it gives you resources and stuff like that. But I don't know. I like farm games. I'm always playing like online. I'm playing Harvest Moon and stuff like that. So yeah, it was fun. And it's a relatively quick game to play for one of those mm -hmm. types of games because it's got like you go through a whole year and it's like there's a set number of turns. So it's like exactly. And then the game's over. Yeah. So it's not right. I, and also, I really liked that game and a couple of the other ones I got have been scaled so that. You take different cards out based on if you're playing with two players, three players, right, or four players. Right. It's designed to right, accommodate to, the different number of players. And, and that is something I noticed a lot of the newer games are doing. And it's a much better gaming system because it makes the game so much more interesting. Yeah. And it, because like you got me that game. Remember that Mario game you got me? Oh, yeah. The and it said game. it was okay for two players, but yeah, it really was wasn't, though. It was like, it didn't work for two players. It, was like, kinda, it wasn't a very good game to be. No, but it, it was. was kind of like. <laughs> it would have been a better game if they had tried to specifically like, tailor it to be a okay, two, three, four. Here's a round. Flip a coin. Oh, yeah. You won. Count up your points. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I guess. Especially having experienced that, it made me even more grateful. Like, oh, wow, it's nice that they're being more sophisticated with the game design. 
But so I got that one. I got Cat Lady, which I learned how to play. One of the learn and play games. It is awesome. Yeah, yeah, I played it with you. That yes. was pretty. Wasn't fun. that fun? We're yeah. gonna have to actually have to play that again. Maybe yeah. tonight after we finish you get, like, the podcast. So you can get like the cat toys. You get like the cats. You get cat food. Mm. You get um, costumes for your cats. I think we bought up all the cat related games at the con. Because you got another one that we haven't played yet. Because it's more. That than was two more players. like a social game. That's like okay. one of those like. Uh, come up with a funny combination it's like a oh okay yeah that, that game that everyone thinks is so great that apples I hate. to apples no 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 the, the cards the against one, humanity yeah cards against yeah, humanity it's game. like that i hate but that game because i feel like it's like ha, oh, we said a dirty ro- oh we're so politically incorrect look how look how funny we are oh we're yeah. terrible people ha ha it's like yeah lame. that's the entire game like <laughs> yeah. that, that's the entire like oh yeah, yeah. very shocking yeah you said a naughty word oh and, no and you said something terrible wow said, oh no you said yeah. you made something racist way to go yeah congratulations, congratulations. <laughs> not my type of game but yeah. if it's about cats and how awesome cats are yes yeah. i'm on board and remember that other one we got before the con battle kittens that one was pretty yeah, fun that one too was pretty good too there was a tournament mm-hmm. for that too uh, uh, a whole 12 people could sign up for it oh, yeah. <laughs> right, let me but just anyway. say i i did 3-0 both the standard events he did Woo-hoo! and their payout was nuts yeah they had awesome I, magic I prizes like, Forty dollars in entry fees, mm-hmm. and they give you total right. Bo- I went three o both, so that won me thirty tickets. Mm-hmm. And to give you an idea of what the tickets were worth, like a, a magic bundle, which retails for like forty bucks, mm-hmm. was twelve tickets. Yeah. So in total, I got like four bundles, and then I got two binders and a deck box mm-hmm. and s- some other stuff. Like yeah, it's all crazy. Like really good prize really payouts. Good prize payouts. Yeah, for especially magic. if you go three o. In the mm-hmm. end, which wasn't that difficult because it's just three rounds. It's not like you're facing eight yeah. people. So yeah, but uh, yeah, that was fun. I had fun at PAX. It was it was a good time. The, the city of Philly was really cool too. We, it was fun. I really enjoyed I, Philadelphia. I've uh, never really been there before to explore around. Yeah, we did a lot of exploring. We saw a lot of the local sites. We used a lot of Uber. Yeah, which I had never used before, but I thought that was pretty convenient. I just found it a parking spot. A f- I found a free, free parking lot. spot yep. and just left my car there exactly. the whole week. Never we touched it. We were like, it. you know what? We got a free spot. We're just gonna Uber. We're never gonna move. I, yep. I was like, I was like, so I can leave my car there as long as I want, right? And the guy was like, yeah, yeah, so, as long as you want. He's okay. like, all right, uh, that's what whole I'm doing week. then. The whole week, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, but we had fun and we took a lot of our raddies with us. Actually, we brought one of our Martin 680 cages with us. So we had, oh yeah, that's we right. We had five that's with right. us because he has the CRD, so he needs his yeah, daily we meds. We took them all, and with we took us. Peter, who had just started his meds, I think, when we took him. So that we took five of Peter, and then we took my baby Toro because I couldn't leave him, mm-hmm. and then we took baby girl because baby girl can be a little bit of a bully. She's not a baby anymore; that's just her name. But um, yeah. she can be a little bit of a bully, and I didn't want to take all the three boys out of the cage and leave her behind to be like a sassy little miss so we took her too because yeah. <laughs> i was worried she'd bully the sweet little ratties while she was gone and while we were gone if she was in charge and then we had lando and winnie in a small martin's travel cage because winnie had gotten sick yeah so yeah that was a uh, pax unplugged it was a lot mm-hmm. of fun uh, could be better but i would definitely want to go again and i also think they're really open to feedback and they know that there's a learning curve because this was only the second year they've done the pack some yeah you even emailed them didn't oh you? i did yeah. and they actually wrote back and were like thank you for all the feedback and actually they sent out an email survey um to me probably because i got the tickets for us um but they it looked like they'd sent it out to all the participants 
mm. um, asking for what what worked, what didn't work, which yeah. is good. And I think if they're open to listening and open to growing, I think it could turn into something really great in yeah. the future. I think it will. Yeah, I think it will. All right. Let's talk about Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse! So um, before I I give my... my uh, Your review? My... my your my, two my, cents. my 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 opinion on <laughs> Into the Spider Verse. Let me uh-huh. let me just start by saying I am the biggest Spider Man fan he is. in the world. So and even like, bigger than Spider Man, like, I think he's a Spider Gwen fan yeah, now. I, I love, and she happened to be in it too. I'm wearing a Spider Gwen hoodie right now. That's right. Which his I've, wife got him. I've I own <laughs> all the entire Latour Rodriguez run of uh, Spider Gwen. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. Even the ones after that. But uh yeah. so I, I love Spider I love everything that is Spider Man. He does. He um, does. With that said, I don't just automatically love every Spider Man movie that comes out. Spider Man three was terrible. Spider Man I actually like ama- Spider Man three better. Amazing Spider Man was okay. I didn't even watch that Amazing one. Amazing Spider Man two was a giant disaster. <laughs> Again, didn't I didn't so, watch that either. Alright, so let's get into spoilers, but let me just say I, this is I think the best Spider-Man movie made. Period. Period. Yes. It 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 absolutely captures everything, not only about the Spider-Verse uh, series that it was mostly based on, but right. like the My- Miles Morales origin story. Uh huh. And just the spirit of what Spider-Man is to everybody. Yes. In I, one movie. Uh huh. And just everything about the movie was just like so well done. Oh, it the, was brilliantly the animation done. was amazing the voice work was amazing their choice the of music was mm-hmm. just phenomenal and like, like i really appreciated too like as a writer the way they structured the screenplay like they started out with someone's origin story like okay let's do this again from the beginning and then peter goes into his whole yeah. little uncle ben died blah 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 blah. but they do it really quick because they it's like a wink to the audience like we know you know yeah. we're not going to bore you with it but then because it's spider-verse they have all these different iterations of spider-man and each one parallels their origin story but my favorite was when it was um What's his name? Spider Pig. So it was Spider Ham, Penny Spider Parker, Ham. and Penny uh, Parker, and uh, Spider Man Noir. They did all at the same time. Yeah, they did them all at the same time, and then it was really funny because two of them are going, "I got bit by a radioactive spider," and Spider Ham says at the exact same time, "I got bit by a radioactive pig." <laughs> It was cute, but yeah. like it was wonderful because it was like such organized, clear storytelling, but it was fun and it was fast paced and it like, yeah. oh, it didn't waste the audience's time and it wasn't. Yeah. Like they did an amazing job of it. It's mm-hmm. Spider-Verse is a convoluted story mm-hmm. and they did a really good job of picking some of the best characters out of that story mm-hmm. and then taking the 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 good parts of it and condensing it into a movie that mm-hmm. is interesting and long enough to mm-hmm. to cover a lot of it but it doesn't like because it doesn't have the inheritors which is like the villains from spider-verse it's oh, okay they, so the the basic concept if you're mm-hmm. not never going to see the movie is that uh um wilson fisk has uh built a dimensional gateway to try and bring his wife and kid who have died in this universe into the universe so he could be with his family again. Yeah, so he wants and to basically steal them from another universe. And when Miles, his. after Miles first gets his powers and first um, comes across the Spider-Man of that universe, 
Um, right. He's trying to destroy it. He sets it off. Um, everything gets blown up. Right. And then Wilson Fisk kills that Peter Parker in that Right. That he universe. kills Miles Morales' Peter Parker yeah. in Miles' and, universe. And which is basically mirroring what happened to the original Miles Ma- Morales in right. the... In the Ultimate Universe, mm-hmm. he also he also died, and and yeah. there was a lot of there's a lot of little winks to that whole series with you know like uh, Aunt May, you mm-hmm. know, giving the speech and stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. But it, God, it was just so like the humor was so good. Mm-hmm. It was paced really well. It really was. It it, it did all the characters perfectly. Mm-hmm. You know, and I it, felt like they did a good job of focusing which characters to kind of dip into a little bit more deeply as far as their backstories and their character development. But they also balanced it with like some really just iconic lighter figures like the girl with the robot and uh, Penny the Parker. Spider-Ham mm-hmm. yeah. and the Nicolas Cage Spider-Man. He Nicolas was the noir Cage. Spider-Man. Nicolas Cage was such a good... He was hilarious. Such a good pick to do noir oh Spider-Man. Oh my God. He is iconic. You ever, you ever just... You would just light a match and let it burn down till it gets to your fingertips, and then <laughs> just so you could feel something. Oh my God, he was hilarious, and I think they made a really great choice because, like, those are three characters that kind of just carry their characters just by being there. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You don't really need to get into a whole lot of Spider Ham's backstory and all of this because he's hilarious just for being Spider Ham, yeah. <laughs> you know. And same with Noir, and same with Penny Parker with her robot. So that kind of gave like more characters to be in the story, but they didn't they didn't overburden you with with you know their yeah. own trials and I tribulations. I gotta say I like I like this version of Penny's uh mech a lot more than the original comic book. Okay. The original comic right book comic. one was more humanoid looking. Oh okay. And kind of kind of tall. I like I thought this one okay. was more like kind of like a almost like like a like a spider. It looked more yeah, like a spider. Yeah it did look like a spider. You know yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. You know and yeah it's just and oh in the end like if you haven't seen it yet, uh, hopefully you've seen it at this yeah, point. And you haven't seen the 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 scene after the trailer or after all the credits. Yeah. You have to say this is like the best after credits scene <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Just it was amazing. Silly. Just it was silly. I I mean, I was I not like laughing you out were literally laughing. laughing out loud. He for, like, was. He People was. were looking at me strange, like Yeah. But what that is was wrong okay. with this guy. Be like, um, but he's a Spider Man like, fan. I was like, that's so amazing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, I was just nerding out the whole time this movie was on. It's yeah, just it was like, a really good movie. I, now. I I figured it was going to be good because right. It, it I feel like it's they seem to have an easier time nailing animation movies than they yeah, do why regular is that? movies. Why is that? Do they just get I better think, writers? They might get better writers. I think they might give them more. They more might get more too. creative freedom on animated stuff. Mm, that's probably I think true. I, I studios tend to tend to try to interfere with like yeah. live action stuff a lot more and also i mean an animated movie is going to be a lot more a lot lower cost as far as production because whatever you can imagine you can animate and you don't have to worry about the money on special yeah. effects and all of that you're just paying for the animation you know so maybe it's a little bit easier in some ways yeah. too one thing i want to say about the soundtrack for this movie too i don't normally like 
notice soundtracks all that much in movies. Like I do, but that's because I'm a musician. <laughs> but I was, just am- I was amazed at how good mm-hmm. it the was music, good. the way the music was placed throughout, mm-hmm. and and like the scene where Miles first like finally like he has this like his like leap of faith moment where uh-huh. he goes swinging and stuff like uh-huh. that was just such an awesome scene and yeah. the music was just like so good there is like such mm-hmm. a strong part of that where yeah. it's like you compare it to like another movie like uh, suicide squad where they just take oh, good God. popular movies and insert them into the film <laughs> and it's like oh yeah this is okay. this is good music but it doesn't fit the and only good part of suicide squad was the trailer that had you don't own me that was brilliantly genius and if the rest of the movie could have been like that that would have been great well they tried they they got the they got the the studio that did all the trailers to cut it for them well they failed but (laughs) but yeah that that was the only song i liked in suicide squad was the trailer for it and if you don't know you can get the album the spidey holiday album from the movie is available yes and it's got the the spidey bells Spidey Bells, Spidey Bells, Batman Smells, etc., etc. Spidey Holiday. It has better lyrics than that, but yeah, yeah, it's pretty cute. Well, and they even, um, I liked as they were animating too, the movie, they did stuff like they pulled up text boxes, you know, to kind of like highlight some of what the oh, characters yeah. were saying I, I or really... narrating. And so they really made it look like a comic book as it was coming to life on the screen and i just really love the stylistic choices they made yeah i was i was very happy with like when they introduced gwen they Mm -hmm. had a they showed a a, what i don't think it was an actual comic book cover but it was like it was like a simulated comic book color cover from spider gwen and it had robert or robbie rodriguez yeah is robbie rodriguez i don't know baby it's it's a it's a whoever the authors (laughs) were it had them yeah. I thought it was the cover, though. I thought they were showing like Jason iconic Latour, covers from all of them. And uh, I don't th- see. I didn't recognize it. It might have been an alternate cover that I haven't I thought seen. I, re- I thought I did recognize it. But it so had Jason possible. Latour and and you know Robbie Rodriguez's name up there pro- uh-huh. featured prominently, which I really liked uh-huh. because those two really kind of made Spider Gwen s- such a great character uh-huh. with their with their their whole run of Spider Gwen. Uh huh. Yeah. And really brought her to life. So. So yeah, it was a great movie. And a lot of little things in there for us nerds that love Spider-Man just so much to like you, you I feel like I'm, I need to see it again because I probably missed some stuff too. <laughs> but uh, but even if you're not as into Spider-Man as Matt is, because I'm not that much, I haven't read all of it and all of that, but you will still love it. I loved yeah. it. It was great. Did you? It's so was there anything about the story that that you didn't you were confused about no no not at all it was very clear it was really easy to understand and it was really easy to understand too about like the different universes coming into play and the different dimensions and stuff like i found it all to be very easy to follow okay and i think they did an excellent job with it yeah okay cool Yeah, yeah i just wondered because you know like i'm I'm so into it. I know all the, I've read all the right. Spider-verse. Like, you know, all the backstories, all you know, all the comics, you know what they're basing it on. Oh, right. Man. But no, I don't know all that stuff, but I found it very easy to follow. Yeah. Very awesome. <clears throat> yeah. I'm excited. I hope they do it. I hope the sequel is as good as this one was. Yeah. And are they uh, planning to do another one? Oh, they, I'm sure they will. I like, hope they, they will. It was nice. They released it in a theater instead of making yeah, it that go was a, to. I said that to you while we were watching. Yeah. Like, I'm so glad that they yeah. decided to get the, give this a theatrical release. Instead of going like straight to DVD or something. The, this is also like introducing a lot of spider characters that a, a lot of non 
hardcore nerds like me right. may not have known about right. that that they can get excited about those and characters, too. And you know, too. one thing I really appreciated, too, and this is probably the teacher in me coming out, but it was a completely kid-appropriate movie. And a lot of times, the live-action superhero movies are really not that appropriate for kids. And this mm-hmm. one was completely child-friendly, and yet it was still, like, sassy and adult. You know? It wasn't... Yeah. It didn't cross any lines that would make you feel uncomfortable to have a kid there. And I think that's great, because I think kids love superheroes and there should be stuff that's appropriate for them to see. And I think it was so nice. Like you're getting the different kinds of Spider-Man too. You're getting like a female Spider-Man. You're getting the Spider-Man with Miles who's black, you know, and it's like, it's giving a lot more people kind of like an in into the superhero world yeah. of like, I personally identifying with the character. Yeah. And the, yeah, th- Miles Morales is a really important character because he has been the best, one of the best characters that, that has been, created in the marvel universe in the past 10 years mm-hmm. just because he was so popular and the th- reason was he was so popular is not because he was like a diversity character he was just a really well done character exactly. he's a very relatable character exactly too. well and i think you, you know. would probably say the same thing about spider gwen as well because i haven't read the spider gwen ones either but yeah. it's like same thing like if somebody is well written that's what's going to make them popular yeah and that's what i, I really got into spider gwen um because at the time that spider gwen came out and it was like like the first year or two, like at the time, the Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe was like this Tony Stark kind of character, because uh-huh. like he had ba- he owned his own company and he wasn't with Mary Jane anymore. And oh, and I like how they like, alluded in the movie to that the one Spider-Man had gotten divorced from Mary Jane and he was like all depressed and oh out yeah. of shape. That was really funny. Yeah, that <laughs> Spider-Man. And I liked at the end they sweats. gave. I know. And then at the end, though, he tries to get back with her. And I was like, yay, you repaired that storyline. Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, like the Spider-Man at the time Mm -hmm. when I was into reading comic books, I was reading Spider-Man and I was reading Spider-Man at the same time. And I just wasn't that attached to Spider-Man because he 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 wasn't much of a relatable character anymore. He was just kind of like playboy who's got all this money, goes around the globe saving babies and all this stuff and he's got like a spider mobile and i'm like <laughs> yeah uh, that's but like, like you not know, your friendly neighborhood spider-man anymore spider one's just a teenage girl trying to get through school trying right. to show up to band practice on time you know and mm-hmm. all of her friends are are sick of her crap because she never shows up for anything and mm-hmm. you know and she struggles and you know and it, she was much more rela- she was like spider-man was back in the beginning when exactly. i first got into spider-man yeah he was this guy who had problems and like right. you know he had he had relationship problems and couldn't right. keep stuff together and he's still trying to do the right thing all the time so mm-hmm. yeah but yeah in the spider like i could talk about this movie for another three hours because it's, <laughs> it's just so so good yeah but so, so why don't good. we talk some about the Elsewhere Worlds crossover? Oh yeah, the for the um Flash. so that's with the Flash, the Arrow, Spider Girl, and they introduced Supergirl. Batwoman. Oh sp- yeah, Supergirl. Yeah. Sorry, Supergirl. Oh yeah, what do you think? What do you think of Batwoman? I will tentatively say that I like her so far. We didn't get a lot of writing for her yet, but I mean, so far so good. See, I. I, I agree with you. Um, the thing it's kind of hard to I, tell, I, I feel like, at this point. I don't know if this is something that, like, I kind of made up in my mind uh-huh. or it's actually true. But it seems like, to me, whenever there's a crossover, uh-huh. the writing quality goes down. <laughs> yeah. 
And I and feel like it's probably, and I know I'm going to insult some of the writers here, but I feel like they probably have to pull on board some of the writers from the other shows. I've and I'm sorry, but the writing on Arrow and Supergirl is not good. So I, yeah, I, <laughs> I think that might be why. I don't know if it's like characters and actors carrying the Flash that makes it seem so good. No, the Flash has way better writing. But I feel like the writing on Flash has always been hot better than <laughs> it, Supergirl it has and been. Arrow. It has I been significantly better. I haven't watched recent seasons of Arrow because I just don't like that show. Yeah. Um, I watch. I did watch the last season of Supergirl when it came on Netflix. I chose not I to watch it. I enjoyed it, but... I didn't it was. Watch it, it. I feel like it's better than Arrow, but it's uh-huh. still not Mediocre. on par with what the Flash is putting out week to exactly. week. Exactly. Um, I feel I like the, the writing on Flash is amazing. The only thing I've had, my only little annoyance this 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 uh, year with Flash is I'm not a real big fan of Sherlock. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like he's a little so so. I love Tom Cavanaugh, but him doing that weird French accent all the time is just like. But on the other hand, I, just wish I do he wasn't get French. I would. I know, but I get that they have to change his character up every season. And I mean, it's a little funny to have a French character, so I'm okay with it. But he's not my favorite iteration by any means. Yeah, I, it's funny because like Harry, the the one kind of the the goofball, the goofball. One. Like I yeah. didn't like him at first either, but then yeah, he, like, he really, really grew, grew on, on you. me. Mm-hmm. I kind of miss him now. Yeah, he was sweet. He was such a sweetie. But yeah, but I actually enjoyed the crossover more than I have enjoyed other crossovers. Yeah. I will I, say that. I think the crossover was cool. I think the Elseworlds thing was pretty cool. I, yeah. I wish they'd done a little bit more with it other than just like swapping the two of them. I wish they had done more with 90s Flash. I was excited to see I him. know. I thought and we were going to get like, more with 90s I Flash. he would like do something. He was only in it for like 90 seconds. Yeah, and they also implied that Diggle was a green lantern. Yeah, that was pretty in, cool. In, in his universe. He's like, John, why aren't you, where's your ring? <laughs> yeah, why aren't you wearing He's your like, ring? Oh. Yeah, there's so, a lot of little little yeah. Easter eggs in that yeah, series. Yeah, and I mean, I, I was... I, okay, what I thought was hilarious, though, as far as the writing goes, was that they, um, what's that writing expression? You hang a lantern on it or you yeah, hang it on the lamppost yeah. or something. It was hilarious that they called out the fact that nobody talks about Gotham. And now all of a sudden they're going to Gotham City. They're like, oh, we're going to Gotham City. Oh, that place is so horrible. We just pretend like it doesn't exist. <laughs> like It was like so funny. And then well, they're like, I, oh, yeah, Batman's not here. He's been gone for so many years now. And I it did was just like, like hee hee. I did like Oliver getting like the Batman's. Batman doesn't exist. Yeah, he's, he's an urban legend. That he's basically just admitting that he's just like Batman light. Like, yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, Batman's just an urban legend. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny, the way they, they drew Gotham City into it while acknowledging with yeah. a little wink that they have never talked about Gotham City before. I think Bat Batwoman could be a good show if they get some decent writers. If they get some good writers, I, I th- it could be okay. I mean, in general, I like Ruby Rose as an actress, so I don't generally have a problem with her. I just felt like we got so little of her, there yeah. wasn't enough to really the, form a judgment about The whole yet. world's finest conversation between yeah, her and silly. Carol is so cornball. It's I know. Just like, world's finest. I was like audibly I think I audibly sighed during that part yes I don't know it's got potential I'm not against it Um, we'll we'll see what happens we'll see it depends what they do with it yeah maybe they'll actually 
have a Batman like have a Batman and I'm, show his face. I'm like, I'm Titans. oh oh yeah. So we weren't really going to talk about Titans until next episode. But can we just say that we finished the season now, and it is just irksome that they are deliberately not showing Batman's face. I'm or enjoying. Bruce Wayne. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm just really annoyed that like they didn't commit to a Batman and show I his know. face, and they keep doing like, oh, you see him from behind. You or his him voice in the is suit. off stage. Right. You saw him in the he, suit one time, but not really his face. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just annoying at it this point. It's not cute. Me. It's not like, yeah. And I mean, honestly, Titans, the writing has been mediocre. It's been okay, but it's not been great and it's not been terrible. Yeah. It's just okay. It's not bad. I do like that they're not afraid to use the, the DC universe. I mean, I felt like the best episode was the one with Hawk and Dove where they went into how they met each other because there it was like they actually showed two people as if they were human, as if they had real lives, as if they were three-dimensional, building an actual relationship yeah. with each other. But like the whole Dick Grayson, Corey romance, like they don't even seem attracted to each other. Like their characters don't have any chemistry in the, my opinion the, the guy who plays the grayson has no chemistry with anybody like no he really doesn't and like Corey, i like her a lot as an actress and i like what she's doing with the role but i mean it just seemed to come so disjointedly out of the blue when they had her start up with dick and i'm like really because you, one second ago you didn't even like him and i i'm not getting anything from either yeah, one but of you showing attraction i kind of got that they both were kind of the same like they weren't really that into each other anyways like yeah i mean it's like a sex thing yeah and i get that too but at the same time i don't even think that their body language or anything is showing that they find each other sexually attractive oh, it's yeah. just like so, i well, mean in some ways i feel like they find each other repulsive so <laughs> or at least she finds him Ooh. repulsive <laughs> so i don't yeah. know yeah i just I don't. I yeah, don't. See we'll it. talk more about it next next episode. We'll, we'll go into a full breakdown of the series. Yes, yeah, and what so I don't far. like about it, and what it, <laughs> I mean, I do like a few things about it, but yeah. I, mm. I'm I'm more excited for Doom Patrol when that gets released next. But you know, now that you told me it's those characters that were already on Titans, that writing wasn't that good to begin with. Yeah, so. but those characters were way more interesting than any of the Titans were. They were interesting. I will give them that. Like, that, the, like the, the chef. The, yeah, the chef guy. The chef kind of reminded me of Deadpool. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like with his kind of sassy humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it could be good. Yeah. I, I have high hopes. I don't know. <laughs> I have mediocre hopes. I have low hopes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I put this on here. I want to talk about the magic announcement that All they right. had. So, so they, the they did it at the Game Awards. They had an announcement that they're going to start promoting Magic Arena as an eSport, and they're going to spend $10 million in prizes for next year, for 2019. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so they announced that, and uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like Magic Arena is not ready for eSports right now. Okay, like, why not? Well, they just they just introduced their oh, their ranked queue, right? Okay. Which is like a queue that you can play and it ranks you and you can climb up the ladder or whatever. Uh-huh. But they introduced it as best of one. So instead of having best of three, which is how right. you would normally have any tournament in Magic, you play a best of one with no sideboard. Uh, um, that seems kind of lame. It is because that's not the format the magic right. has used for tournaments ever right and now they're like oh well 97 percent of our users play best of one so 
And it's yeah, exactly. Like, that if was if you change the requirement, then they would play best of that, three. That was that was my immediate response. <laughs> you know, but like it was like, like so what? I it's just such a weird thing, and I they haven't even said if they're going to change it to best of three. I'll, mm-hmm. Everybody's like, please give us best of three ranked because best of one ranked is best miserable. Of one, right, and best of one too. It doesn't even give you an accurate reflection of how good someone's deck is or or how good of a or player they are. How skillful they are. They exactly, because it's much, like random luck of the draw. Exactly. There's too much RNG in Magic for to exactly. best of one to be any Which judge. Which is why of they skill. have best of three in the first place. So that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So I, I when they announced it, I was kind of excited. I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna actually gonna try and, you know, maybe I'll spend like a hundred bucks and put together a deck, an arena, and see see what I can do. See right. see if I could climb. Right. You know. And somebody put out a post saying, "Oh, I did the math. Uh huh. And if you want to get to the top, just the top uh, level, like plat or whatever, the top." tier is uh-huh not even top like 100 or whatever uh-huh. you would have to he in a 30 day season which they said their seasons are 30 days uh-huh. um you would have to play something like 14 games a day oh god i was 14 best of one games a day and i was like well i'm not gonna no thank you i'm not gonna have time know, to right? do that Seriously. you know and and it's just, yeah and so i was like that kind of that kind of and then when they confirmed it was best of one. I was like, oh, I don't see the point. Yeah, seriously. I, I'll wait until they come to their senses and mm-hmm. make something a little bit more. Yeah, a lot of people have kind of like kind of dried it a little bit. Like, oh, magic. We're esports now, everybody. Yeah. Because like, I don't know. I, I hope it gets better because I have a lot of problems. I could go into all the problems I have with how um, Watsi handles their pro scene and their tournaments mm. and stuff. Yeah, but let's not go into all of it. Yeah, because this would be a four-hour <laughs> podcast. Seriously, I think we would lose some listeners <laughs> on all yeah. the technical details. But yes, I hear what you're so saying. The format keep, sounds I'm just pretty keep bad. Playing paper magic. Yeah, because that's what I enjoy. I exactly. like collecting of it. I I like. Yeah. I, I can be competitive. I like playing competitively. It's just like that's not the only way. Like sometimes I just like to play for fun. You know. Just yeah. Like practice, try out different decks and stuff. Right. And like, right. But uh, yeah, yeah. So we got Christmas coming up. Christmas. Yeah. Well, just Merry Christmas to everybody. And to all a good night. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> and uh, you know, let us know what uh, what you got your rats for Christmas. Yeah. You know. What were your little stocking stuffers for your babies? Yeah. Was there anything else you want to talk about? Nah, I think we're good. We're gonna see Aquaman in the oh, coming yeah. week or two, and also so we're looking forward to that Bumblebee Transformers movie. We're gonna try and do another episode in Hopefully like a week, about a week for New week Year's, or so, yeah. right around the New Year. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about Bumblebee and Aquaman. Bumblebee yep. looks amazing. Uh, I'm just a little nervous because sometimes the trailers are better than the movie. Oh, we got really good reviews, I think, too. Well, we'll see. I'm yeah. just gonna. I'm not holding my breath, but we'll see. Well, they they are using the old '80s models. Yes, of, that of is the, the trans- my favorite thing. I loved the '80s Transformers show. Oh, oh my god, I love that show. Oh, we man, we got oh, a lot. Oh, already so, out. Okay, so, so we'll have, have to go see that. that uh, yeah, yeah. We'll probably go see that Monday. Yeah, we'll yep. we'll see it soon. And thanks for listening, guys. If you like our podcast and you want to support us, think about supporting one of our charities. Small Angels Rescue is a Frederick County, Maryland-based 
501c3 nonprofit, no kill, all volunteer organization dedicated to rescuing and rehoming gerbils, guinea pigs, hamsters, mice, and rats. An extra life unites thousands of players around the world in a 24 hour gaming marathon to support Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. And Matt's not doing a personal fundraiser for that this year, but you can certainly join Extra Life yourself and raise money for your local children's hospital. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be doing it again next year. Okay. I'm going to sign up right around the new year. All right. And I encourage everybody, if you've never done it before, to sign up and do it. The first time I did it, I saw an ad for it on Reddit, and I went home, and I did my stream that night, and I raised like 70 bucks, you know? Yeah. But, but go out and do it. It's, it, you know. It's I, lots I of fun. Like you don't have to stream all in 24 hours. You can do like an hour a week. You know, you can do it however you want. It's a great way to share your hobby and help Yeah, share help your money and raise it. money while doing it for yeah. a good cause. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see we'll you next see time. We'll see you next time. Bye.